0: friggin' pest. Lamont dismisses Cal, signals for her plain-clothes protection to give her privacy, and sits across from Wynne, her eyes hidden by reflective, grey-tinted glasses. I thought it went well. She picks up her latte without thanking him for it. Not much of a turnout, but you seem to make your point, he says. Obviously most people, including you, don't grasp the enormity of the problem that flat tone she uses when her narcissism has been insulted. The decline of neighborhoods is potentially as destructive as global warming. Citizens have no respect for law enforcement, no interest whatsoever in helping us or each other. This past weekend I was in New York walking through Central Park and noticed a backpack abandoned on a bench. Do you think a single person thought to call the police? Maybe consider there could be an explosive device inside it? No. Everyone just kept going, figuring if it blew up it wasn't their problem as long as they didn't get hurt, I suppose. The world's going to hell, Monique. People have slipped into complacency, and here's what we're going to do about it, she says. I've set the stage. Now we create the drama. Every day with Lamont is a drama. She toys with her latte looks around to see who's looking at her. How do we get attention? How do we take people who are jaded, desensitized, and make them care about crime? Care so much, they decide to get involved at a grassroots level. Can't be gangs, drugs, carjackings, robberies, burglaries. Why? Because people want a crime problem that's, let's be honest, front-page news but happens to others, not to them. I wasn't aware people actually WANT a crime problem. He notices a skinny young woman with kinky red hair loitering near a Japanese maple not far from them. Dressed like Raggedy Ann, right down to her striped stockings and clunky shoes. Saw her the other week, in downtown Cambridge, loitering around the courthouse, probably waiting to go before a judge, probably some petty crime like shoplifting. An unsolved sexual homicide, Lamont is saying. April 4th, 1962, Watertown. I see. Not a cold case this time, but a frozen one, he says, keeping his eye on Raggedy Ann. I'm surprised you even know where Watertown is. In Middlesex County. Her jurisdiction along with some sixty other modest municipalities she doesn't give a damn about. Four square miles, population thirty-five thousand, very diverse ethnic base, she says. The perfect crime that just so happens to have been committed in the perfect microcosm for my initiative. The chief will partner you up with his lead detective. You know, the one who drives that monstrous crime scene truck. Oh, what is it they call her? "'Stump. That's right, because she's short and fat. "'She has a prosthesis. "'A below-the-knee amputation,' he says. "'Cops can be so insensitive. "'I believe the two of you know each other, "'from the little grocery store around the corner where she works a second job. "'So that's a good start. "'Helps to be friends with someone you're going to spend a lot of time with. "'It's an upscale gourmet shop.' and isn't just a second job, and we're not friends. You sound defensive. The two of you go out? Maybe not get along, because that could be a problem. Nothing personal between us. Never even worked a case with her, Wynne says. But I would think you have, since Watertown has plenty of crime and she's been around as long as you have. Why? Has she talked about me? Usually we talk about cheese. Lamont glances at her watch. Let's get to the facts of the case. Janie Brolin. Never heard of her. British. She was blind, decided to spend a year in the States, chose Watertown, most likely because of Perkins, probably the most famous school for the blind in the world. Where Helen Keller went. Perkins wasn't located in Watertown back in the Helen Keller days, it was in Boston. And why would you know trivia like that? Because I'm a trivial person. And obviously you've been...